Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the hilarious Seth Reese from The Onion. And Jordan goes somewhere so mind-bending, I can't even begin to describe it. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Don't worry, Jordan. Okay. I've handled what I needed to handle. Oh, good. We can begin the show now because I have taken care of business oh, that's right. downstairs in the lobby. And you're not talking about shaving your pubes. That's not, a, also, that's not a colorful euphemism for shaving your pubes. I did do that down in the lobby, but that is not okay. what I'm talking about. I would never talk about something like that on Jordan Jesse Go. I try and keep it clean on Jordan Jesse Go. No, I understand. As our listeners know, I always keep it clean on Jordan Jesse Go. Sure. Should we introduce our guests? We're always we're perpetually pitching the show as like a Disney Channel thing. We are like always Disney Channel it has or Nickelodeon. Not, it has not. We've had a lot of what, interest. Yeah. But it has not gone yet. We've which had a is few. We've had a for, few lunches. Right. Of green slime. Yeah. I <laughs> fell on our heads when we said, I don't know. I had a really promising meeting with the Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And they were very excited. Hmm. Yeah. I th- I had a meeting with the HUD network about the show, and they they Department of it. Housing and Urban <laughs> Development. <laughs> no, no. This is the network that airs- Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. <laughs> this is the network that airs My Little Pony. Ah. And they said that they liked the show, but were worried that- um, that 20-something uh, Reddit dorks couldn't like our show ironically. Gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, if there's something we can do to, like, kind of talk to that audience, maybe we'll have a chance at the HUD. <laughs> right. We can get in with yeah. – maybe if we focused more on affordable housing, yeah, <laughs> it, would, it would get us in there. Although I guess the HUD network, to a certain extent, mm-hmm. it's sort of like AMC doesn't, doesn't just play old movies anymore. It's yeah. not all – housing affordability right. and related issues anymore on the HUD network. Mm-hmm. It's also um, cybernetic humanoid underground dwellers. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's the Chud, Chud network. network. The Chud network. You know, can, can, can I cut in? No, you have not been introduced. <laughs> I want to cut in for a second. I was going to gonna do a joke about HUD and Paul Newman. I, I want to cut in. I want to cut in for a second. To watch you guys go back and forth. What joy. <laughs> I mean, to wa- it's like watch. It's like you guys are on the same wavelength. <laughs> It's great. It is. You know, it you is know something what? else. Believe it or not, we didn't write any of that. <laughs> I, you know what? It's like you guys are in this in this zone together. What we do is, and we oh do, my god, we do one take where we do the script, uh-huh. and then we just go. I mean, yeah. we, I, just go. we just I mean, go. We just go. We get one for the script. Mm-hmm. You know, screenwriter needs a take of the words they wrote. No, no, no. But then after that. We just open up our minds and just let it flow out. I mean, it's like Aykroyd and Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's like just just going. Yeah, which just one's going. which one's Eddie Murphy? Out of curiosity, I think Jordan's black and he's Eddie Murphy. 
And he's got that red leather suit on. <laughs> he does. But you don't need to wear it for this, but it looks That's great. True. It, it looks does great. look Oh, good. and I do need to leave early to give a transvestite a ride home. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if we can wrap this up a little early. Our our guest on the program is a longtime writer for The Onion. What's your title there th- these days, Seth? I am the head writer at The Onion. Head, head, head writer. writer. Head writer. At The Onion. A longtime member of uh, the beloved sketch comedy group Pangea 3000. Mm-hmm. I broached the subject of Pangea 3000 at uh, lunch, uh-huh. and uh, there was much mirth at fond reminiscences of Pangea 3000 sketches. Well, I mean, I have fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I miss Pangea 3000 sketches very much. Uh, we Seth, it's, Seth Reese, by the way. Ni- nice, to, <laughs> nice to meet you oh, all. Oh, and Pangea is the supercontinent, by the way. Sorry, right. go ahead. Yeah. So for, for 3000 is a number. Because... <laughs> because uh, we never got the television show. To all your listeners, Pangea 3000 was a little sketch comedy group in New York City uh, who worked really, really, really hard and did some really, really cool things that a lot of people will never, ever, ever see. You know what? <laughs> you know what, though? At the end of the day, you made it to public radio. That's right. You, That's did, right. you did a sketch about sharts. On a nationally syndicated public radio that's program. That's right, we did. And that's what matters. Prairie, um, Prairie Home Companion? It's funny. I don't know. It was APHC. Okay. Yeah. Um, if... The funny thing was about Pangea, you know, I moved to Chicago when The Onion moved to Chicago from New York. Uh, another member of Pangea got a job writing for Jimmy Fallon, and we had just gotten done with our, our last kind of full, full stage show, and it didn't – we were all very tired. And then, you know, the New York Times wanted to write an article about us like five months earlier about us going to L.A. because we came out here to L.A. and we did our show, and it was it was it was cool – you know, we had meetings though, and you, you guys know how that stuff. Goes. You guys know the biz, anyway. So we uh, spent. I mean, we literally yeah. had four meetings yesterday just at HUD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, the New York Times person got back to us five months later and says, "I would love to write the article." And we were like, "Well, we don't think we're gonna be doing any more comedy together for for the no. foreseeable future." And then she was like, "I'd still like to write an article about that." Okay, so if anybody wants to go online and read it, a New York Times. Full profile of a sketch the comedy group. The headline is disbanded sketch group. It's basically feels like, fondly about the old days, and it's really funny because it's like this is the this is the gray lady. This is the newspaper sure. of record, wow. and in somebody's gray lady in Oklahoma was a was a full page article of this yeah. New York City sketch comedy group and how we were going our separate ways for the time being. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for bringing up Pangea. We can talk more about it. All the time. No, we probably shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it's really pretty much meaningless. I mean, to there's an ar- there, people can find the article, they can search yeah. online. You know Check what I think people learn- should do? People should look at the sketch they did on that's uh, right on the Sound of Young America many years ago. One of the first New York Sound of Young America live recordings. It was great. Do you remember? So you were you were at the New York Sketch Fest? Yeah. Was that your first year at the New York Sketch Fest or second I think, year? I think it was. Did we ever did the New York Sketch Fest with with Prank the Dean? No, did we, we did Jordan? not. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was the first year that I had been at the New York Sketch Fest. And if you ask anybody at New York Sketch Fest about Jesse, mm-hmm. they'll say two words. Seersucker suit. I wore mm. a creamsicle <laughs> colored. And people have just been talking suit. about it ever since. I mean, it was, I mean, look, you, it was gross. It was disgusting backstage, if you remember correctly. Yep. Sweaty, It's in disgusting. the UCB theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was in the, the UCB theater The UCB theater in theaters in both L.A. and New York have maybe the foulest backstages they do. of any theater. But by God, it gives it grit. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like no, wouldn't God. have it any other way. That's right. why I only listen to vinyl. Right. <laughs> At the time, the it's Upright the Citizens snaps. Brigade Theater in, the pops. in New York was having a lot of problem with surprise dripping well, because in it, the house. It pour, well, it also poured. Do you remember? The, yeah. it, it was a huge rainstorm, and it, it's hot and disgusting. There's Jesse, seersucker suit. Look what, you know, which is made for cool weather. Sure. But he's, I, I can't imagine. I bet he was a little uncomfortable. Riding it out. But you look I great. as cool as a cucumber. A seersucker, a seersucker is puckered, and, right. and that helps control the temperature. It breathes. It breathes. It breathes. But it was, uh, it, was, it was fun to do that. And actually, the first time I think you saw Pangea was at the San Francisco Sketch Comedy Festival. That's how we got together. That, that might have been back when we were still doing Prank the Dean. We may have even done a show together, for all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Seth. <laughs> I love Prank the Dean. Yeah. I have all your albums. Thank, Thank you. you. And we only release them on vinyl because yeah. that yeah, right. is the sound quality we want. You know what, though? I think we will we should, not release them digitally. We should put out a single. <laughs> I think can you're we right. put that out would a be fun. Re- collectible, limit, hand numbered. Can Let's we put a out a single run. of my beloved character, the King of Kissingles? That <laughs> would be appropriate. That's probably the least beloved character I've ever done in my entire life. Wasn't it just kind of the Pee Wee's Playhouse King of Cartoons, but he liked Kissingles instead of cartoons? Yeah, well, basically, he just. He sort of talked like this. Hello, I'm the king of Kissingles. Mm-hmm. And then and then he would we would have a conversation and everything that I said would relate to a big smash hit from between 1988 and 1993. <laughs> <laughs> so Great. everything would be like, oh, that reminds me of, I'm so in love with you, just like all for one. <laughs> so or let's talk wonder, about sex. I wonder why the New York Times chose to write the article on Pangea 3000 and not Prank Not the King of Kissingles? It's strange to me. It seems weird. Because we had a strong following of about, 25 to 50 people, you know, so yeah, no. <laughs> who, who loved us who to buy death. newspapers. That's right. Who that's will right. buy newspapers. Anyway, I, uh, I'm i glad we can get this show going. Me too. Because I did. We, we're starting late. Um, you guys might have noticed that from the 15 or 20 minutes of silence at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> we, we, we start, start recording, recording at four no matter what. No matter no what. Matter what. Um, we will not budge on that. I, I was waiting um, to purchase. I had a meetup set. With a small German gay gentleman Mm -hmm. from West Hollywood to purchase a second-hand robe. A good German. I have a question. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Where did you see the robe uh, in the first place? Uh... On, if I could remember. On his person. On On Grindr. 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 Yeah, Yeah, there we go. Um, You're like, I don't want to blow you in this men's room, but how much for the robe? Yeah. Uh, no, oh, I, one blowjob. Well, that works. It was on Craigslist. I went out to the. So here's the thing. Well, I still. I, I, one second. Okay. I know you're. You know, Go ahead. You're, you're the Go interview. ahead, Seth. But what were you searching on Craigslist that you came across the robe? And were you specifically searching for robes? I was searching for <laughs> Grinder. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to download it. I needed to Grinder right. tips. <laughs> um, I have. Okay, Do they have so, Grinder for Windows Phone? Uh, I wonder if they do have Grinder yeah, for Windows that's Phone. That's maybe where you were running out. into problems. Yeah, it's your OS. It's the OS that I use on my on my mobile phone. I have a Windows Phone. I know. I saw from your email. It's Ugh. because I'm a social media influencer. <laughs> um, I was also a social media influencer, and then I dropped mine. Yeah, your I'm, phone I'm broke it. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, bud. That's okay. Why are you searching for robes? Okay, so <laughs> let's get back to that. I have a series of. Uh, uh, 
Okay. On Craigslist, if you search, it will it will automatically generate what's called an RSS feed. RSS, of course, stands for really simple syndication. Uh-huh. So if you search for, say, in this case, I search for Brioni, you can subscribe to that RSS okay. feed in your feed reader. And then if something Brioni pops up on Craigslist, it shows up in your feed reader. So one day I went through some, some menswear brands I was interested in. Okay. I saved those brands as f- searches, save searches on Craigslist uh-huh. in case something come up. And something did. Something did. A beautiful robe. A beautiful Brioni robe. Now, do you do you practically wear a robe around the house, like after a shower? I'm a dad, aren't I? It's true. <laughs> you got to wait for Simon's friends to come over, and then it can kind of blow open a little bit. You're you so, got it. You, your, your child is named Simon. Yeah, he is. My, my sister's newborn son, Simon. Oh. oh. So there you go. Well, I didn't know that my Simon's reputation had already spread so far, but please thank her for that honor. I will. <laughs> I will. She. I mean, she's a huge, huge listener. Yeah. <laughs> she's, sure. she's a big, big, big time didn't, listener. Didn't occur to her to name it Jesse or Jordan, though. No, 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 no. Okay. Simon. Last weekend, I went out. So, Seth, you're not from Los Angeles. You're no. here writing on an unnamed television program. Right. I'm here. I took a... The Onion was very nice to give me a sort of leave of absence. Let's just say it's the Heave Starvey Show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all we'll say. Sure. Right. Also, the, Seth is in a uh, pinstripe zoot suit. Right that's, right, that's right. So yeah. take from that what you will. Um, the Onion was very kind enough to give me a leave of absence for a couple months uh, to come out here and write for a television program that I think is very, very funny. And, uh, and We agree it's very funny. Host, mm-hmm. It's a television program hosted by a friend of ours. That's all we will say. That's all we'll say. Uh, it's, uh, I'm, thrilled, I'm thrilled to do it. Um, it's uh, – they're – Whenever, whenever I watch a show and no, I, what, and I laugh why are we saying – don't shut up. I'm trying to tell this story and you've segued into this long thing about how great this show is that you're working for that we cannot even say the so, name of. So anyway, I get – That I, will teach everyone watching how to think like a certain gender. I'm on I'm un- <laughs> <laughs> That's it's all the, we'll say. Look, I love Steve Harvey. He's the best. It's oh, that show. Oh, fuck. Um – no, so I'm out. Yeah, I'm out here in LA till about the end of February, and uh, thrilled, thrilled to be out here. And the Onion was very nice enough to let me come out. So, so you don't know the geography of Los Angeles, I, but mm. from east to west can be quite a distance. I went out this past weekend to purchase this robe from this gentleman. We had said, "Oh, we can probably do it tomorrow morning." Blah 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 blah. I head out there. I had a couple errands to do. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this special cheese for my mom at the special cheese store mm-hmm. that she requested. And I'm going to combine that with going and checking out this rope. Mm-hmm. Very efficient. I know. I'm, well, that's the way you have to do it. Because otherwise, sure. you can't go back and forth when you're talking about the east and west sides of Los Angeles. You're going to no. kill yourself. No way. So, unfortunately, the guy has something come up. This is the thing that came up that prevented him from being available for me to go check out this robe this past weekend. I talked to him. He's a very polite German gentleman, I believe I mentioned. And he says, uh, I can't come out. I'm at a client's house in Pacific Palisades. I've been here for a few days, and I thought I would have left by now, but I haven't. I don't think I'm going to get home until tomorrow. It sounds like he is a slave for hire. He is. He's. He's not a contractor. Okay. I've seen him. I just bought a robe from him. He's not a contractor. Uh-huh. He doesn't have the hands sure. for contractor sure. work. Uh huh. I one has to assume 
that he's engaged in some sort of illicit business. Yeah. What other live-in work is there? What work, Pacific Palisades, if you don't know, Seth, is a, uh, the only other time I've been to Pacific Palisades was uh, to shoot a video that Jordan wrote uh, at Brooke Shields' house. Okay. <laughs> so Pacific Palisades is a beautiful, tony part of the far west of Los Angeles. Okay. And what other live, what other work is there where you unexpectedly stay at your client's home for days besides work that involves oiling yourself up? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I jumped right to, you know, submissive. Submissive slave. It's funny. For I, hire, but... I jumped right to orthopedics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's the first thing I thought. You know, that's funny because the first thing I thought originally was orthodontics. Then I remember then that you, you have to have an office for that. That's right. Yeah. You can't do that on. You don't. An do, they don't do house. Basis. They don't do house calls. No. Sadly, I call. I, mean, I inquired. Like in rural areas, sometimes the doctor will get his bag and he'll come down sure. the dirt road. To the old the, brace bag. To, yeah, yeah. The old headgear satchel. <laughs> he'll go down the dirt road to. Anyway, I think the moral of the story is that I may have just purchased a secondhand robe from a male prostitute. Hey, good for you, bud. I saw the robe. It's a nice. It's a beautiful robe, robe isn't it? It's a. It's a. It, it, it suits you. I got a wonderful right, but price on it. this is like it. a high class male. Like this isn't. He is this, and I want to emphasize. Like a street walker. I want to emphasize this guy that I bought this from. One of the nicest, most polite gentlemen you could ever mm-hmm. meet. His parents are in town this week from Germany. Of course, it's the holidays. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you could see where they and might be visiting him. They they want to escape Germany to avoid the Krampus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> Germany gets very dangerous around Christmas. A lot time. of concerns Seth, about Krampus. Do you know Krampus. about the Krampus? I have no clue what you're talking about. No, the Krampus you, is. You're a man who haven't rece- hasn't received any Krampus carton. <laughs> no, I haven't. The Krampus is a German monster that accompanies Santa Claus, and the in Germany the good children get toys from Santa, and the Bad children get placed in a sack by the Krampus and beaten with a reed. The Krampus is like a goat monster. Yeah. According and, – and this is from – It's uh, a his, devil histor- History books. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean this is just – The fact. Bible. Yeah. Okay. The news. A People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the Oliver – or the Oliver Stone uh, fake uh, – what's, what's, what's the thing he's doing for Showtime? He's doing like a whole America oh, uh, sure, sure. Re, re-history. But we're talking about Germany anyway, so yeah. never mind. Mein Kampf then. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I could see if you were, you know, if you were a German and you had family in America, you would want to come over here so as not to be placed in a bag and beaten by the Krampus. Right. So that's a, that's a reasonable explanation for that. But what about this client work? Did I actually buy from a male prostitute a secondhand robe? You know, I It hate- was too big for him. So he's not worn it a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say just because I'm going to. This isn't going to be a funny answer. I'm going to say no. No, <laughs> that's yeah, I'm pretty just, funny. I'm, I'm, I'm just, laughing. I'm just going with no. I'm going to say he wasn't a male prostitute. There's so many occupations. So what is an example of a live-in occupation? Maybe he was putting the guy to sleep. 
Maybe it was taking longer. You think he's like oh, a Kevorkian type guy? Maybe he is. Yeah. And he just had to keep cranking up the dose? Yeah, it wasn't working out. He's like, in my, I don't have, I don't do it with chemicals or with, you know, any, a dose of anything. I just hit the guy with a ball-peen hammer. <laughs> Slowly. Yeah. Not as hard as I can each time. No, no, no. It's got a nice I slow start, process. Yeah. Right. He's like, well, this time I've, I've, I brought the hammer, but I brought the, the rubber mallet. So it takes too long. <laughs> Eventually, eventually the guy will die. It is the worst way to die. Very, it is the worst. Slow, one. slow, slow hammer hits over a series of days. I would say interior designer, but I don't want to because that's homophobic. <laughs> did he seem? Did he see? Was did he seem like a fashionable? I mean, obviously, yeah, he has he's this a, robe. He, look, he's got this beautiful robe. This yeah. guy is a sharp tack, and, uh-huh. and the sweetest guy you could ever meet. He he doesn't he doesn't drive ordinarily. Mm-hmm. He's here with his folks. He's he overshot. He ended up in Pershing Square, for goodness sake. Oh, boy. <laughs> Somebody has no clue of what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Angeli- come back. Angelinas are cracking up right what now. What a yeah. moron. <laughs> Cafe yeah. gratitude. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> I, you, know, um, you know what's really funny? I, I, love, uh, I love when your guy laughs. Yeah. Brian Fernandez. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he's got a he's Sorry. got a roaring laugh. <laughs> no, a, I, 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 I love it. I mean, it's, it's great. He's, he's obviously paying attention to the show. Sure. Which yeah. is nice. And he, th- and he, he, liked, he liked the joke. Oh, he's he's actually he's actually on Hulu right now oh. watching Guys with Kids. <laughs> it is a pretty funny. See, Anthony Anderson is very good in that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess here's the thing, though. It's like, why why do why does the prostitute need to stay with you? I wonder because it's like it's not like it's not the kind of it's not like an uh, a like one night. It's like a rent boy style prostitute, uh-huh. but like what? an escort. It's like the kind of prostitute that your wife goes on vacation. Mm-hmm. So you send your wife on vacation, and then you bring in someone to like be with you, but for three nights. Yeah, so you and can three be, straight days. So you can be yourself. Mm. You're a know. rich, closeted Hollywood mogul. You send your wife to Barbados for a week. <laughs> In the middle, you bring in what's called a You're, rent boy. You say, I've already directed three Transformers movies. Yes. <laughs> I just need a little break. Right. That's I don't the know, kind of, man. It's not, just a, it's not just a suck, fuck, thank you, I'm out of here yeah. type prostitute. It's not just somebody that's just going to give maybe... you a pounding, collect his fee, and leave. <laughs> this think... is a guy who will who will sit down to a nice candlelit dinner with you and talk. That, that's what you're saying. Exactly. You go, maybe go even go to an event with you. Some sort of a movie opening. Yeah. Jack Reacher. Yeah, go see <laughs> Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher premiere. Sure. And uh, you tell people he's your assistant. Introduce him to Werner Herzog. It actually plays sound, the villain in the movie. It actually sounds great. Yeah, it sounds no, very it nice. Sound good. It does sound nice. Sounds nice. And then and then you know, at the after the movie, you give him a reaming. <laughs> Solid. You go to the bathroom at yeah. the Grove. That's a, that's an LA place. Seriously. That was that was you're 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 now you're now you're playing the game. And you ream now him. you're playing the game. You ream the a good the reaming guy, at the Grove. <laughs> the guy, his name was Tristan, really couldn't have been more charming. I can't imagine that he would be a, anything other than a very high rent prostitute. Yeah. The kind that you spend some time with. The kind that I would enjoy. Sp- Look, I just talked to the man in the lobby of our building. He's very charming. Yeah. I'd love to spend some time with him. Yeah, do you think maybe like he has a non-sexual like rate or something? Like maybe the next time uh-huh. Teresa comes oh. out of, goes out of town, he can just come over and you guys can you know watch movies. You can go to an event together and you can hang out. Yeah, he'll maybe- pretend to like American Pickers, so I have someone to watch American. Then Pickers Then maybe just with. hold hands in bed. 
Sure. You know what? Penises and butts don't have to enter into it. You know what? Let's take a quick break. I'm going to give Tristan a call. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jesse Thorne here, proprietor of MaximumFun.org. Look. We had a great time in the Poconos and everything, but there's no way we are forgetting about our annual trip to Lake Arrowhead here in Southern California. So, unless the world ends first by Mayan prophecy, Max FunCon West will be held May 31st through June 2nd, 2013. Join us for a showcase of elite stand-up comedy performers in the woods, plus informative classes and talks from some of the best creative minds in the nation. If you've been to Max FunCon before, get ready to reunite with your old friends. And if you're a first-timer, get ready to make a whole ton of new ones. Registration is now open at MaxFunCon.com. So act fast. Max FunCon pretty much always sells out. And we don't expect this year to be any different. Remember, go to MaxFunCon.com. Hey, folks, this is Kevin Allison of The State and the podcast Risk, where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. Risk is the latest addition to the roster of podcasts at Maximum Fun, and it is jam-packed with unforgettable stuff. Your favorite writers, comedians, even fans like you share X-rated stories, outrageously hilarious stories, tear-jerking stories you won't believe how real and raw and surprising Risk can be. Both radio-style stories and stories told at our live shows, you've heard people say, ooh, too much information, don't be sharing that in mixed company. Well, at Risk, we say screw that. Anything goes. So you've got a treasure trove of jaw-dropping entertainment to dig into, my friend. Look us up at MaximumFun.org or Risk-Show.com or, of course, just go to podcast at the iTunes store and search for Risk. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Seth Reese. Hi, how are you? Hi, Seth. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are everybody? We're good. Seth, you know, you know hey. why we're good. We're, how are you? I'm good. Seth, I'll tell you two, two reasons I'm great. We're good. Tell me. Number one, you're here. Thank you. It's always great to see you, Seth. It's great. Number two, uh, I I own a copy of the Onion Book of No Knowledge. Oh, let's plug the new let's, Onion Book. Let's let's plug this thing. Let's plug I'll, let's I'll plug the Trist- shit out of this I'll book. I'll get Tristan on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, prepare your butthole <laughs> for a plugging. It uh, it's it's hilarious. Uh, thank you so much for having the Onion send one out to us. Did or, I? I? Well, maybe they just sent it out to us of their own accord. When did you get it? We got it when it came out, you know? <laughs> cool, man. A few months ago. <laughs> Sweet, two months ago. Like two months ago, something like that? Uh, well, sound well, about right? Yeah, that sounds... It, it came out... Actually, no, it came out October 23rd. It took us It took us two years to write it. Um, and By the way, yeah. October 23rd is literally two months ago. So there you go. From this mm-hmm. recording, yeah. That's okay, great. There you go. Uh, it, took us, it, took, it took us two years to write it, and... Uh, I, I know it's going to sound corny and lame, but we were. You are in love with this book. <laughs> as an as a staff, I think the Onion staff is kind of in love with the book because 
it was a good process from start to finish. Um, it got it gave us a chance to do some of the weirdest stuff we've ever done. It was a kind of a departure from typically like a headline and jokes. It was it's just it's written. It's a book. It's a book that you read and you you don't have to obviously start from page one. But if you do start from page one, there's a lot of running jokes in it. Um, I think everything that you can imagine is is in the book. It's a fake encyclopedia from A to Z and. My our blood is in the book. Oh. We're we're very we're very proud of it. Seth, can I can I ask you? This is always something I've been curious about. When 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 a book comes out that is by a staff, like when right. The Onion writes a book, or like right. when Colbert writes a book, right. or or what have you, we w- we would love to put Stephen Colbert's face on our book, so maybe it would sell. <laughs> yeah, it helps. It helps. <laughs> um, how how do you? Is that just part of your day to day? Is it like how do you how do you divide up the day between the thing you have to do and writing this book? That's a that's a great. We find a way to do it because we were still putting out uh, the paper and yeah. the website while we were writing this book. Eventually, when it got to sort of crunch time, the last six months, we divided up into two skeleton crews. One was putting out one was putting out the paper and the website. The other was working on the book, and then we'd switch. And then the last three weeks, kind of just the last two weeks, the editors just sort of sat in a room. Went over it page by page, figuring out what we needed, uh, what jokes needed to be on the side, you know, because we because there's there's a lot of longer entries, but we also wanted to get make people feel that the book is accessible. So there's a lot of shorter ones too. Seth, um, can I tell you something? Yeah, I missed a lot of what you just said because as soon as you said that you divided into two skeleton crews, I imagined funny group teams of skeletons sure. competing in some sure. kind of competition, and that's what it was. It was right. skele- it was skeletons rowing crew, and then a, uh, <laughs> and then a, a dog steals one of their leg bones, yeah, and, and that, runs and that, off with it. And that's what we did, and we managed to get the book done. Was, well, despite those pesky dogs, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would say that we're we, we were tremendously proud. Of the product, it's and, very funny, and we ho- and we hope that there's just a lot of different ways for different writers' ideas to come to be in that book, and um, it's it's ins- it's like demented, hmm. and I'm and I'm I'm glad it exists, and I hope that you know, you know, I think a lot of younger people probably read Artem Century and really loved it and was like, whoa, what is this? I'm really hoping that this is. The next sort of like one of those types of books, not just for the Onion, but as a comedy book. I I don't know. We're we're really proud of it. And I know it it might sound lame, but it's totally true. We're proud of it. Now, does anything tie into Lake Dredge appraisal? Are Boy, any, I'll, t- are I'll there tell any you, bridges between the book into Lake Dredge appraisal. Well, you know what's interesting about that? If, if for for real, so Lake Dredge appraisal is the, is a video on mm-hmm. YouTube that put out by the Onion sort of YouTube team. Series of videos. Series of videos. Popular series of videos. Beloved series of here's videos. the thing not the mo- not the po- not the most popular <laughs> video, but I think of the it's 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 my favorite Lake Dredge appraisal is my favorite of those videos. I wrote an essay about how much I love Lake Dredge appraisal and read it aloud on my nationally syndicated public radio program. It's it, I, it's it's a phenomenal sh- it's phenomenal. I think the the one link between Lake Dredge appraisal and the Onion Book of Known Knowledge is. They're very oniony. <laughs> I, think, I, I think, yeah, I, I love Lake Judge Appraisal. It's the best. Yeah. Um, hey, can I take a minute to just say a quick thank you to a listener? Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm I'm gonna get out my phone here so I can get so I can get the fellow's name. Here, right. I'll get. Just... I'll, I have a thank you that I want to give to. a Okay, listener. why don't we give a couple of thank yous? Um, I want to thank uh, Matthew Burton at Matthew Burton on Twitter, who sent me a series of like five Twitter messages in a row with his eggnog recipe. Seth, for you, uh, I said on the program yesterday that I did not like eggnog. 
uh, uh, and Matthew sent me this eggnog recipe. It was kind of, and he said if I didn't like it, he would donate twenty dollars to a charity of my choosing. Uh, so I whipped up this eggnog today, uh, and uh, according to Matthew, the difference was, uh, um, uh, you know, whisking the egg whites so that they have uh, so they have peaks, so they have mm-hmm. solid peaks. Sure. So, so I have a question: Will you Please. actually make this? I did make this. I made oh, you this, made it. I made I'm it sorry. this morning. Yeah, yeah. And it's good. It was real good. Now, don't you have to like let it sit for 15 hours or something? Eggnog isn't this like a thing? No, no. I mean I yeah, I chilled it in the fridge. Yeah, it's for, a thing for two hours. It's a thing. Fifteen hours. Okay. No, no, you're right. <laughs> no, uh, so maybe I didn't like it. And you're ignorant <laughs> on this subject. You well, do have to. I, chill I walked it. right I, into I that. You're thinking of flan. You, you. So you, I don't know. Eggnog to me, it's always good for the first three sips, and then. I, are you thinking down. of flan? You know what? I am thinking of flan. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. You know, I probably could not have more than a glass of this. Yeah, one right. glass is enough. Plenty. Yeah, that's... I'm not gonna get. Fucking fucked up on, and this. we're talking about an eight ounce glass. We're not talking about sixteen ounces of nah. <laughs> yeah, and, and after, we're not talking about a twenty ounce, ninety nine cent twenty ouncer. Yeah, just pounded a big, it. Big nog gulp. <laughs> and after from Seven Eleven. And after <laughs> you drink eggnog, no matter <laughs> you just put it in the spout. And just <laughs> after you drink eggnog <laughs> of any kind. No matter how good it is, you kind of feel like you want to just shit your pants, right? Uh, you know, I I really liked this. the The thing about it that I liked was that it was it was thinner. It was more drink and less pudding like, so mm. it was more refreshing. You might not have whipped those eggs enough. That's to give it body. No, I, that's the thing. I don't I don't want a lot of you body. don't want it the bo- body, huh? It had enough body to be pleasant, but my okay. thing was he he acknowledged in the tweets here is an eggnog recipe that isn't all gross and puddingy. Ah, so yeah, and it had bourbon instead of uh, instead of brandy, which was nice. Interesting. And I had a nice bullet bourbon on hand to add to that, and uh, it, it turned out great. So thank you. Can I thank my listener, please, Nelson M from South Africa. <laughs> I want to thank him for coming to my home to give me a few words of inspiration when I was feeling down last week. I had a cold. He stopped He stopped by. He flew in and let me know that. And I, you know, while we're at it, I just want to thank Steve H. Uh-huh. For teaching me how to really think like a man. <laughs> okay, excellent. And for employing Seth on I'm, his new I'm trying, you know what, the, here, here's the truth. I'm trying to think of a really funny one. And I can't. Wait, what about this? That, that's I, all we, I want to do. We didn't, we just did normal ones. I wanna, <laughs> because you said Nelson M, and I was like... Do you mind if I do one more that's not jokey? No, go ahead. Bef- while you're thinking of your joke one? All right. I'll, I want right. to thank Abraham L. <laughs> For pushing through some legislation that I authored <laughs> using all of his political skills to to hold together a disparate group of some would say competing political forces. I want I want to thank a team of rivals, if you will. <laughs> I want to oh, thank I'm, Keanu R. <laughs> for entertaining me in movies such as Point Break. Dog. Well, he he Wait, had this... the dog thrown at him by Patrick Swayze. Right, that's what it is. Sorry. No, no, he did kick it at. No, you're he right. He did. It? He did. Okay. He catches it and then drop kicks it. Yeah. Sorry. By the way, can I ask a quick question? I know you're Please. thinking. I want to. Th- you, <laughs> someone you'd like to thank. I want to thank with all the Nicole Hofstetter. 
sort of, you know, the the excitement over Zero Dark Thirty and the controversy around torture. Sure. Um, can you be anti-torture but pro Point Break? Her, the the previous question. high point of her career. Yeah. Wait, who? Catherine Bigelow? Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. It, not Sorry, Nicole Hofstetter. Who, who, yeah. who, who did like Lovely and Amazing. Yeah, and no. <laughs> no, sorry. No, she's she's not the one who directed But she is pro she is pro torture though. Can she I just think... thinks that sometimes you need escalated. Can I interrogation can I take a, can I take a second sure. to thank Nicole H. from Los Angeles <laughs> for really changing my mind about enhanced interrogation techniques. Yeah. Um, and also for running an extended long con on me that led me to believe that she was the director of, among other films, uh, Zero Dark Thirty, mm-hmm. Point Break, mm-hmm. and the Oscar award winning, the what was that called? Hurt Explosion Locker. Explosion Room. And of course, and of, and of course, Strange Days. Yeah, and Strange Days. I would like to thank. Yeah, Seth. If we're talking about movies, sure. We I are. would like to thank Khalid Sheikh M <laughs> for ultimately not exactly making Zero Dark Thirty possible, mm-hmm. but being a component, a major component, a very of exciting of that movie. Yeah, part. yeah. I mean, hats off to you. Hats off to Khalid Sheikh M. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I'd just like to thank United States A <laughs> for being a country where I live. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Seth Reese, just taking it all in, watching excellence. Seth, I would like to thank you yeah. for being kind enough to be willing to reschedule two weeks ago when I was s- seriously ill. We The week that we missed our uh, show, Jordan was um, uh, Jordan was out of town. I was very sick, uh, and we had scheduled you and me and, and our friend Nick Adams to record right. a show, but you were nice enough to reschedule for this weekend. Well, I'm happy to be here, but also when you move out to Los Angeles uh, and all you have is your work, you don't really have a social life or anything to do on Saturday anyway. I could have done this anytime. Right. Hmm. Anytime. I could do this at 8 o'clock at night on a Saturday sure. or Friday or any, any any social hour. I could have been You're here. just happy to be here. Just happy to be talking to somebody. Yeah. Right. I understand. <laughs> that, that's why That's why I emailed you. Right. Please let me talk to somebody. Jordan <laughs> Jordan was out of – Jordan, Jordan where, where did you go when you were out of town? Uh, well, yeah. Let me uh, – this is this is kind of a, a fun story. Um, <clears throat> I went uh, for my buddy Ian had his birthday up in Joshua Tree. Sure. Um, and I got it's, – it, it's weird. I hadn't been there. There in a long, long time. I, I think I went once as a kid. I'm actually um, not familiar with Joshua. Joshua I, it's a it. state park, okay. uh, or national park. Uh, state park. State park here in Southern California. It's, it's. I got into a huge fight about that. If <laughs> you go out towards Palm Springs, and okay. then I believe go just north of Palm Springs, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, it's sort of a desert park. Okay. Uh, famous for its Joshua trees, which are these kind of very distinctive, uh, knotty. Uh, 
sort of lonely looking trees gotcha. on account of they're in a desert. Gotcha. And don't have leaves. The trees are very human human like because they do they almost always have two branches that look like arms, so it's fun to do little voices for each tree you drive by. Yeah. They're also very human like because you're on peyote. <laughs> right. It seems like yeah, and that's I would what I would call the vibe around there is mm-hmm. like a combination of like, you know, sixties hippie freak out bus and Grandma's turquoise dream catchers. Like, it's where those two things collide. Yeah. Like, there's a store that sells, you know, boots and Navajo blankets next to a, you know, store where you can get a sandwich that's only sprouts. Right. And, like, carrot juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Literally no bread. <laughs> no, it is a it handful is sprouts of- sprouts soaked in carrot juice. <laughs> Here's your sandwich, they say. Yeah. And then they spit in your face. <laughs> I don't know why anyone goes so, there. It's- it's not as positive as Cafe Gratitude here in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. We all know that place. Well, actually. <laughs> Mendocino Farms. Actually, fellows, <clears throat> since I've been here, I've heard of cra- Cafe Gratitude. Oh, really? And what is it like when you go up and you order something, they say, like, what's one thing you're thankful for? They like say, or they ask you. The or dishes all have names like I am thankful or I am powerful. Right. But this is a. This is a very popular place, right? It's a vegan restaurant. It's very popular. I can't tell. I can't. I've never been there, and I can't tell why people are going. I don't know if they're going to laugh at it or not. I don't. I'm not prepared to go to a restaurant to laugh at it. But everyone I know has been. I don't know. I've heard it's, I've heard it's good. Yeah, know? yeah. Anyway, I think that I think that it's it's popular because it is the perfect. It is both popular to go to and to laugh about because yeah. it's the perfect distillation of the specific kind of hippie new ageiness in Southern California, which is the kind that's about finding a hippie new age way right. to talk about how great you are. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It is. Yeah, it is all very self set. It's not like the world is beautiful or let's yeah. fight for justice. Yeah, there's it's it's the same. I am powerful. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay, so you're you're in Joshua Tree. You've got um, a few magic mushrooms, yeah, no. a few nubs of peyote. So I'm up there and, and buds. Yeah, uh, don't I don't. Yeah, how do you take peyote? What is the what is a unit of peyote? I think it's the flower of a cactus, right? Guys, you're talking to the lamest person on earth. Mm-hmm. I, I would not know the answer to this question. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of funny Twitter accounts. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of better ones. Uh, uh, let me just suggest this. What? What about IKEA Monkey? Huh? That's a pretty good. Wonder one. what that little guy That's pretty good one. thinks about Obama. <laughs> wonder what wonder what that little guy thinks about um the differences between men and women. Liz and Dick. Yeah. Oh man. I bet he has some funny things to say about that. I Liz know, and Dick. I know this is a tangent and I apologize. You can tangent probably away. Edit, edit this out. Seth, this is a podcast. Let's well, try and keep it on track. Yeah. Well the thing is with Liz and Dick, and I haven't seen it yet, but I have been on I'll I'll change it to lifetime and I'll scroll through the schedule to see if they're gonna replay it. Mm-hmm. They're not replaying it. Yeah. I'm ready to I'm ready to sit down and watch this thing. You bought into the hype. I'm I mean I want to see you it. You saw all the Twitter hashtag and they haven't replayed it. I'll I will sometimes scroll. So you know you you press info and then you can scroll all the times and you keep going, keep going, keep yeah. going, and look at all the programming. Sometimes I'll scroll to a day and a half later to see if Liz and Dick appears, so I'll know to watch it, and it's not there. Oh. So there I, you did, go. I didn't miss it because the TiVo picked up on my save search for Dick. Mm, that's good, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Jesse, you haven't lost it. 
Thank you. <laughs> and, that, and that's, and that's it's been a while than... since we've seen each other. Yeah, you have not lost it. I've just been sharp, honing my as craft. As sharp as ever. <laughs> as sharp as ever. Um, so this was kind of like, it was my buddy's birthday, and this was kind of a, a bro trip up to Joshua Tree. It was all these, it was a bunch of bros. Uh-huh. And he had rented a house, and the house that he rented was, it's it's a really hard thing to describe. I mean, I think I described that mashing of like, you know, hippie stuff and then and you know uh hippie stuff and then indian stuff in some mid-century modernism yeah well this is what this house threw in was like 60s swinging space age bachelor pad sure like and it was just filled with all these kind of crazy antiques and an outdoor claw bathtub and, and it was all really nice. Like it was wait an uh, outdoor claw bathtub. Yes, an outdoor claw bathtub where you. Like I, that pulled... is not part of my image of what a '60s swinging bachelor pad has. So it had all of these things, but then a bunch of other stuff. Okay, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. but it had like a hi-fi and you know, sure, um, uh-huh. and 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 you know, it was the nice end of the like they didn't get all this stuff at. Oz or at Urban Outfitters or something. These were all like seemed to be real legit <laughs> antiques. Um, but the most vintage pieces. These weren't more than hundred years old. Excuse me. I don't I, mean to I, be rude, but I, I watch a lot of American pickers. Continue. I, yes. <laughs> um, and but the most amazing thing about this place was uh, it's all solar powered. By the way, there's solar panels. No, that's not surprising. Um, but they Get had this over it. Big <laughs> solar's dead. <laughs> Get over it. It's all about wind. Wind's dead. Oh, wind's dead. What's coal. next? Oh, coal. Okay, I coal. want coal. Clean, clean coal. Not clean coal. Coal. Traditional. Dirty. Coal. Coal <laughs> environment. That's send that's some orphans down in the mine and coal it for me. But yeah. arti- artisanal coal, artisanal coal. Any just dirty hand blasted coal. coal. Solar. You lost me. I'm done. I'm done listening <laughs> to the story now. Um, the most amazing thing was they had this big kind of um, army vehicle. I guess the best way I can describe it is it's what like what Dolph Lundgren drives in Universal Soldier. The new one or the old one? <laughs> the the first original Sol- Universal Soldier. Okay. By the way, Seth, later, do you want to have a conversation about Universal Soldier <laughs> continuity? Did, because it's complicated. I have. <laughs> Did you watch the new one? No, I haven't watched the new one. Some I'd... friends invited me, and I I couldn't go, and I've been kicking myself. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to have a conversation with you about Universal Soldier continuity. Great, because I've been voting up on it. <laughs> you know what? It's very interesting. Some friends invited me to go, yeah. and I had to turn them down because I promised Teresa I would go with her. <laughs> I know that's a. <laughs> Those what? those broads, huh? I always wanted flicks. to go see their Universal Soldier movies. <laughs> sure, chick flicks. I watched that trailer about three times because I was so excited to see it. And I'm always like, when's the helicopter kick coming? When's the Van Damme helicopter kick coming? Smack. Always. Yeah. It's still a selling point. They, yeah, they know what the audience wants. Oh, God. But Teresa, I guess, only sees Universal so- Soldier movies that are in a certain continuity. Sure. She doesn't, she only she sees... doesn't approve of variant continuities. Okay. Um, if there's some, if there's some direct to DVD or direct to VHS Universal Soldier movie from 1989 starring Richard Roundtree, aka Shaft, <laughs> she's not gonna watch that. Yeah, only if it, she only non canonical. Yeah. To be fair, though, there are so many Universal Soldier stories that you can tell one can sort of be an outlier that's not really part of mm-hmm. the whole timeline. The Lou Gossett Jr. one. Abs- absolutely. There's the Lewis Gossett Jr. one. There's the Brian Dennehy one. There's a lot of... The, Dennehy, yeah. the yeah. Dennehy one there's where a Dennehy lot of... just goes ape shit. Yeah, there's a lot of... <laughs> you remember when he tears off his shirt and you're like, that for a fat 65-year-old Irishman, yeah. he is ripped. The interest- I mean, the interesting there's- thing was, 
he wasn't ripped in his chest. He wasn't ripped in his arms. He wasn't ripped in his like legs. But perfect six six pack. Just a gorgeous. Wasn't ripped anywhere. He still had love handles, but just. I mean, I've, if you've seen him with a shirt, you know how fat he is. I mean, and yeah. everyone but a gorgeous, gorgeous six pack, and he everybody in the trailer goes nuts when the classic Dennehy helicopter kick comes in. <laughs> I That's know. That's what everybody's waiting to see. Oh man! Remember the big showdown between him and Brian Cox? <laughs> That's right. Him, Brian Cox. That was an alternate Expendables. That was in the yeah. Expendables universe. And uh, oh, and uh, James Broadbent. Yeah, <laughs> is in that one too. Yeah. Um, so this, so this big military vehicle, it had like um, like an opening, like it could open from the side, like it mm. had a side thing that would open. Holy moly! It's huge. It was huge. And does it have treads or wheels? Wheels. Okay. And when the sun went down, it blossomed. came alive. It blossomed like a flower. It opened up. Uh, it was on a timer. It opened up, and inside were. Light up sculptures made of dildos and butt plugs. <laughs> when the sun went down, you just hear, <laughs> and this thing opens up, and like, like, like you know, like the light up forest from Avatar, there were these collections of dildos and butt plugs and anal beads, also anal beads. You know what? That guy- lit up in these beautiful colors. Guys, I'll be honest with you, please. I don't approve. Yeah, <laughs> you think you have a moral? I, I, you have I a moral where, objection. I, I to don't. This. You got to draw the line somewhere. Am I right, Seth? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't approve of the lifestyle that led to this. Ultimately, this thing existing. Some things and being sim- purchased. Some things simply shouldn't be lit up. <laughs> I they should be hidden. They should be plunged into darkness. I don't like it. Some you people don't should... approve of the wanton decommissioning of military vehicles. You think we should use them until they're used? I up. mean, you got You got to get your money's worth. We as a nation. That's I mean. absolutely. Who? Does this person have parents? Is this a parent? Who's who's is this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think they just went on a house rental website. Uh-huh. And and saw the kookiest one and rented that. I don't know if they knew about the butt plug sculpture ahead of time. Wow. Were they were they were they purely decorative or were they in position where one might utilize them in some way? Like either right. they're detachable. They were very dirty. No. They were very dirty and all it seemed like like I mean they were co- connected to lights, so it would seem that it would be dangerous to fuck them. Uh, I just, guys, please. I'm just hung up on the life choices that ultimately lead to this. You're mad right. that someone out there did this. Somebody's <laughs> jacking off to Soldier of Fortune, <laughs> and they have a sudden flash. And I, you know, I guess you can be. I guess you should be able to free, be free to do what you want in this country as long as it's not illegal. But I don't know this one. <laughs> this one, I don't. <laughs> I, we could infringe imagine, on these people's rights. Imagine your delight if you if you saw it. And you were just there, and you're you saw with it. your friends at a kooky art house, and you all want to. <laughs> You're plug each other's butts. You're, <laughs> ultimately. you're like, this is great. We're hanging around. We made fajitas. Oh, fajitas. That sounds fun. We smoked some J's. Sure. We shot some bottles with BB guns. Puff, puff some J's. Puff some J's. And we're sitting around and you're like, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? So, and that's not, and the person that they rented this from or the people, they didn't mention that? Did they not, forget to turn it off before they left? A, if I was making a brochure, 
That's front cover material. Yeah, right? I know. I mean, everyone seemed surprised by it. No one's like, oh, cool. <laughs> no, no one was like, oh, yeah, I have that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. Everyone was surprised and delighted by it. Um, so, no, I don't think I don't think anyone knew that this would happen. <laughs> Do you think, like, this couple – I assume as a couple that left this house, what would uh, I, 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 They told me a little bit about it. I guess it's, it's, it's an artist. An artist does these houses like that. It, do, you, it, do you know about the Bin Had guy? No. So he makes YouTube videos where he says – where he takes people on tours of his wardrobe and he says, Bin Had Lacoste, Bin Had Polo, Bin Had – I like the idea of him being at this party. He's not impressed by this. He's like, yeah, Bin Had – Military vehicle full of butt, butt plugs, plugs anal dildos, beads, and dildos. Anal beads, connected to lights. Yeah, were the now and they were dirty. You could tell they were dirty. We, I mean, we inspected them. Were oh, the sex God. toys? Were the sex toys themselves colored, or were the lights colored? Uh, both. Were they using party lamps? Uh, both. There was there was one that was all. Um, translucent sex mm-hmm. toys that just had a regular kind of white light bulb in it. Wait, so these when you say sculptures. These are created out of multiple oh, yeah. sex they, toys. They, I, I should describe them better. They're like flowers. They're like they look like they are the petals of a flower. Like that super, like that plus. giant stinky flower. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That Pasadena stink flower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to see that Pasadena stink flower. Sometime. You know, I have to say, there was. I don't think this discussion was on it on on the recording. It was like, do you want to do the the Jericho thing? Or the gay Star Trek thing, and I was like, I agreed with right. Jesse. We had done some some gay stuff, so let's let's yeah. do the the Jericho thing. This is the and straightest I, story I had, and by I, the way. And, this is the Joshua most heterosexual. I, I apologize, guys. I apologize. Before Joshua we Tree. went on, we had a, we we were we were thinking we've been thinking about discussing the uh, GLBT Comic Con that Jordan uh, right. was recently a guest at. And we were we and we said, you know what? Let's talk about this trip to Joshua Tree that right. you took. Mm-hmm. And I and I said, yeah, Joshua Tree. That sounds a little more interesting. Like, well, let's let's avoid the gay stuff. Yeah. I had that idea. I think Jesse had the idea. But you know what? I regret it now. Oh yeah, I regret it. I kind. It's this is this has been disturbing for me. You Would just don't you like say, knowing that this exists. I don't like knowing this is, ex- and I guess you know. But if if this guy's happy, I guess yeah, that's the thing. You think about. I, I guess if he's happy, I guess if you're happy, you should do what makes you happy. But I, but I don't like that this makes him happy. But yeah. it makes him happy. So God, God bless him. I it guess could be a lady. Could be a lady Ladies if it makes her happy. All of these things, all of these things, could be used on a lady. Do you think like this guy? He thinks about when he was like seven and what made him happy when he was seven years old. And if his seven-year-old self could look at what makes him happy now, I'd be like, you're, you're insane. You don't just picture him in sixth grade <laughs> in the margins of his notebook drawing sweet military transport vehicles <laughs> inside. There's flowers made of dildos, butt plugs, and oh, anal beads. God. You know, I feel like for for me, the some of the same things that made me happy when I was seven still make me happy now. But I, I don't. Sure. I would like an, like a like a fudgical, like a fudgical, or just like fudge, or yeah. like chocolate, or just like milk, chocolate sure. things, all chocolate. Yeah. But I didn't. Uh, wouldn't have seen this one coming. This sounds yeah. like this story really upset you. I mean, you know, I it, it's 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 are out mad, there. Are you mad that we were using drugs? No, I'm. You, okay. you're, you're free to do whatever you want. Okay. If I if I can speak metaphorically, sure, please. Would you say that this story really reamed you? 
Would you say you feel like you're in the bathroom of the Grove with the rent boy right now? There's – okay, so before I came here, I'll be honest. I was at the Grove. I did see Jack Reacher. <laughs> I did get a ream in the bathroom mm-hmm. of, of the Grove. Sure. So whatever. It makes me happy. Right. I do what I want. It makes you me like happy. You like the dancing fountain. I love that dancing fountain. You like fountain. that Mario Lopez is there shooting a TV show. Guys, you know who I saw while mm. I was there? Who? No, actually, this is the Beverly Center. I was about to lie, but I'm not going to. It was at the Beverly Center. I saw Turk from uh, Scrubs. Hey. Oh, that's yeah. pretty Donald that's a good Faison. One. That's a good one, right? Look great. Guy looked great. Great Guy shape. He's in great shape. He hasn't gotten Lovely fat. wife. No, he, he looks very good. Very charming on Scrubs. Uh, very charming on Scrubs. He was talking to a group of people, and he was said, and by the way, this is my wife, and it was very nice, and he looked, he looked great. He looked hmm. a million bucks. Did you, give him, did you give him a nice firm handshake? I didn't. I walked by. Did uh, you? Did you open? Did you open up your transport vehicle like a fucking flower and show him what was inside? <laughs> now, when you say transport vehicle, could this be driven? Uh, so could this be driven yeah, to various I mean, it locations? Had a cab, yeah. I think I think that you could, you know, take it around to like, you know, like parties or there's you a know, pretty cook, limited number of locations. You got the Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco. <laughs> sure. Burning Man? Burning, Burning Man. <laughs> that, sure. I don't thing? know about that. <laughs> sure. Glue Burning some Happy Man. Meal toys on it, then we'll talk. Burning Man. Just Area 51. I guess. <laughs> Just drive I mean, it who out loves, there and who see loves, what the who fuck loves, happens. Who loves, who loves anal probing more than aliens? Yeah. So I think they would kind of relate to it. Can I? I there's another part Mount, of this trip that doesn't I involve- I one other place. Oh, please. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all over Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You just drive it off the top, right on top of <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt's head. Like Vertigo. <laughs> Actually, at night, that's North what happens. By Northwest. Excuse me, North at, by at Northwest. At night, that is what if happens. If it was Vertigo, he would, he would drive off the top of a mission. Yeah. Jordan, right. you're, you're just the kind of idiot who would think that it was Vertigo where a military transport vehicle <laughs> covered in dildos drove off the t- Of course, it was North by Northwest. I'm sorry. But anyway, sorry. What, what else happened on this trip? Uh, so we, uh, so we, did a, we did a day hike the next day, and um, there's this really lovely hike that you go on where you can kind of see the remnants of, like, the, the gold mining business that was in Joshua Tree at the time. And you're kind of taking you're, – you're, you're going along this trail, and it's kind of all set up as kind of the all the points you go to kind of help tell the life story of this guy who was like the gold mine magnate at the time. Uh, I, I forget the name. It would uh, you guys don't care Rockefeller. Him, Rockefeller. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Gold, John Goldberg. Gold, yeah, John Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg Schwartz Rockefeller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you know you're going you're going to all these different to all these different places. Like oh here here's the first well that. Goldberg Rockefeller Schwartz Doug. Right. You know, you learn a little bit about that. And you, mm-hmm. go, you go to like one of the first mines. There's like the house where all the workers live. Oh, you go to so see, bored. You go to see the I hate history. <laughs> Except when it comes alive. Yeah. I love when it I love when it comes it alive. It is fun when it comes alive. Bring it alive. If you're gonna talk about history, make it alive. You see his old Model T, his oh. old like broke down Model T is out there. That's very cool to see. And then uh toward the end you see the tombstone of a man he murdered <laughs> with his bare hands. <laughs> and it does it, it does not tell you why. It it just says here and and it was scrawled in there by like like a worker, it's like here lies the body of John Speed, 
who was <laughs> murdered at the hands of John Goldberg Schwartz. And when, and, and when was this again? This was like the this was like the twenties. You could get away with so much stuff. I know. You, you could, could just throttle a man. Oh my god! You it's, could do whatever you wanted. And it's like it's so weird because you know. At, Throughout this whole hike, you're learning about how great this guy is and how he made this town and about how the industry that he <laughs> brought here was, you know, what, you know, led it from just being a, a, a barren desert to a, you know, a thriving community. It's like, oh, but he also murdered someone. But they don't, like, try and explain it. It's very strange. Is that, was, there, uh, was there a button you push for narration and you push and it just goes, <laughs> no, you get to hear the sound effects. It's just, oh, God, I'm being murdered by a magnate. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you get away with weird stuff back then. Yeah, right. Do whatever you wanted. Joshua Tree sounds amazing. Joshua Tree was really fun. I, and I, This was maybe a little more outdoorsy a vacation than I like to take, uh, but I had a really good time. Would, would return. Really? Yeah. You want to go? Yeah, okay. Let's do this. When's the last time you two did go on like a little like, you know what? Forget like a retreat. Or Jesse, you were like, you know what? Forget the wife and kid. Go to. I want to go. I want to hang out with my best friend again, like we yeah. used to. Yeah. When was the last time do that rope, happened? Do a ropes course. Yeah, just do a cool ropes course. Some trust falls. We do our own trust falls. We do here at the office after the show. Well, I guess if that's you want to participate. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't want to. That's you guys. Right. You know. No, I didn't want you to say yes. I know. I know. I it was tell. a pro forma offer. <laughs> Um, we also well, I guess we, say Latin. I guess when we did our <laughs> when we did our show when we did our show in uh, London, well, that was a, that, that was, was a little fun vacation. Uh, that was a nice. just me and Jordan. We nice. went around. Uh, Jordan went and did some of my fancy activities with me. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you say fancy activities, what, what do you mean? Well, I have this military transport vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, if it's, I'm in we, dr- we drove it if, to London because it's aqueous. You're, I feel like you're about to say, if I'm in London, I'm going to live it up. Why not? I'm going to do some really fancy things. We did some fancy stuff. We went to, uh, we went to, uh, we had a mixed grill mm-hmm. okay. at a very fine uh, restaurant called the Guinea Grill. Okay. Um, uh, we, uh, yeah, but, you know, ultimately, we, we went into Santa Maria Novella. Mm-hmm. A uh, an apothecary, an Italian apothecary. Okay, where we purchase some high end personal care products. Like what? Um, well, I I purchased uh, an uh, non alcoholic moisturizer, okay. aftershave moisturizer. Okay, and I believe I purchased a latte il corpo which for is? my wife, which is a body milk. That sounds great. It how was did you really love? How did you know that these things existed? I know a lot about fancy stuff. I got, how do I know? How do I know to buy this this cashmere robe off of Craigslist? That's true. From a German man whore named Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great time. Man whore is a German word. We should yeah. say there's an umlaut in there. We're not being sure. insulting. Now I have another. I have a question for Please. you. Did you buy any of this stuff? I did not. No. You were just. A, you were just. It was fun to though to hang out. It and, was fun. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like a great time. It was really fun. Yeah. Sounds great. We did all. We should. Go, you know what? We should go back. We should. We should make, make it a yearly for a weekend. Thing. Yeah, just have, for the weekend. Maybe, London for the weekend. Yeah, maybe we'll do. Yeah, well, I was going to say French Riviera. We should throw that in too. I have yeah. one more question. Austria. Please. I have one more question. I apologize. Yeah. Did your wife enjoy the body milk? She did. She loves it. And did, was it was there a noticeable difference in her skin? And I, you don't need to get. We don't need to get silly. But was there a noticeable difference in her skin when she used the body milk? Was it milkier? Yeah. Was it milkier? or Wasn't it milkier? It's a little milkier, <laughs> and you know what? It has a really lovely odor. There you go. Thing, yeah. 
You get what you pay for. I'll tell you That's one That's the lesson thing. of today's <laughs> podcast. You get what you pay for. I'll tell you one more thing. Um, one of the things I really like about the aftershave lotion that I purchased mm-hmm. is that the Italian word for non-alcoholic or um, containing no alcohol is analcolico. Okay. Which looks like anal colic, which I That's always what, laugh about every sure. morning. <laughs> you, I mean, so, you're upset if your baby is colicky, but if he's <laughs> anal colicky, that's, yeah, when, it's tough. that's when that's you have tough. to worry. Can I tell you something about my, my baby and his anal colic? Sure. I'd love to hear about my your baby's yeah. anus. Ba- my son baby's doesn't, anus? My son doesn't know a lot of words, mm-hmm. um, but he does fart a lot. Mm-hmm. And we, and he has learned, mm-hmm. thanks to my wife's really sweet, thoughtful instruction, mm-hmm. he, when he farts, we don't want him to be ashamed of his bodily function. He goes, oh, toots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know, toots. instead of, instead of, you know, what parents usually teach their kids, which is just go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so disgusting. <laughs> and then they flog themselves with reeds. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Seth Reese, Onion, how are you? Hey, guess what? Sponsoring this week's program, Compass Rose Design. Our old pal Creek makes beautiful jewelry for both men and women (laughs) out of real antiques and vintage items. Um, I really like the uh, cufflinks that she makes out of vintage blazer buttons. Hmm. Um, I uh, I think they're tremendous. She she has uh, like a lot of transit blazer buttons. Um, I think those are really cool because they could have a local connection. Sure. Um, I picked some from the New York Railroad uh, that said NY on them and or NYC on mm-hmm. them for that uh, Etsy thing that I did the oh, other terrific. day. Oh, terrific! Yeah. Anyway, uh, they're really great. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, uh, I mean, uh, just all all kinds of tons. To tons of stuff made from gears and bits and pieces and just you know, beautiful antique things. Yeah, and uh, people can get 15% off uh, if you put in the discount code JJGO15. Yeah, just go to Compass Rose Design Jewelry, Compass Rose Design Jewelry, and type in the code JJGO15. What's up on the Jumbotron, Jordan? We've also got something on the Jumbotron here uh, from the writer of the Covert Custodian webcomic, comes B-Squad, a new comic book about a cut-rate mercenary group facing equally ridiculous and dangerous missions. Each er- each issue, a character will die as decided by the spin of a murderous mariner's gambling teetotem. Which is not, I don't think that's a real word. <laughs> <laughs> teetotem? That's at uh, bsquadcomic.com. Yeah, bsquadcomic.com. They're, they're doing a Kickstarter for that, so you can find them at bsquadcomic.com or just search for B-Squad on Kickstarter. Um, hey, one other thing. Yeah. This will come out the day on a Monday. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday of the week that this comes out, if you're a quick, fast Jordan Jesse Go listener in the San Francisco Bay Area, I am doing a put this on sale mm-hmm. uh, on the day after Christmas, the 26th. Uh, my mom and I will be at Wingtip in San Francisco, which is a beautiful store slash private club. Um, it's a, a totally amazing place. And I will have... 
a huge box full of our handmade pocket squares at bargain cut rate prices. Even if you don't want to buy anything, though, just stop by, say hi. We'll be there noon to six on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. Uh, Wingtip, it's on. Uh, it's in the uh, it's in the financial district. You can look it up at wingtip.com. And we should also probably mention ask.metafilter.com. Yes, absolutely. Ask.metafilter.com. Uh, our good friends low these many years. A great place to ask a question like, what is the best adhesive for sex toys? I'm trying to make a flower for <laughs> sure. the inside. <laughs> Where can I find a decommissioned military vehicle? Sure. I'm trying to fill it with sex toys. <laughs> it, yes. I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Online at ask thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. It's cheap. It's easy. We'll share your message with the world on many of our MaximumFun.org podcasts. If you want to sponsor MaximumFun.org podcasts, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org, T-H-E-R-E-S-A. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Seth Reese, head writer of The Onion, living, living life here, doing it. How are you? Hey, here we go. Okay. Seth, hi, Seth, hi, 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 we need time, hi, don't loop it, hi, don't loop it, hello, hello, there you go, good, hello, good, hello, and hi, stop, thank you, great, good, good, thank you, that was a good thing, good, ladies and gentlemen, good under pressure, Seth Reese by Steve Reich, he can vamp. That was a good thing. We just did a thing and it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, when something momentous happens to our listeners, we ask that they give us a call at 206-984-4FUN to share it with us. It's for a segment called Momentous Occasions. Brian Fernandez, hit that play button. Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, I just drove by a grown man, probably 25 years old, um, in like a, like a wave cap. Uh, on his front porch, but um, on the rest of his body, he was wearing a blue onesie with little teddy bears on it. Um, he seemed to be trying to corral some several miniature Dobermans back into his home. But yeah, so wave cap, 25-year-old man, blue onesie, whatever. Sometimes you got to take a break from yeah. your adult baby play, yeah, because you got to do some Could th- some training with the pups. Did the Dobermans? Did, did this guy just drive by the set of a David Lynch movie? <laughs> like, could is this all? He's like, and weirdly, he was eating a huge slice of apple pie. Agent <laughs> <laughs> so, talking backwards. Where did this take place? Is this? Last... I don't know. He didn't say. I America. Didn't, at least I didn't. Yeah, it was an America thing. Almost certainly America. Okay. Yeah, the back streets, back roads of America. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't know they had adult uh, onesies. They do. Yeah, if you've ever looked in Sky Mall, they have. Um, they've got uh, like a whole section devoted to adult. Well, onesies. I know there's like the adult onesies that like keep you comfortable and keep you warm. Oh, it's like it's like everyone needs to be snuggle snuggly. It keeps you snuggly. But yeah. I didn't know there was stuff with like dogs about, and stuff on them. Are we talking about a onesie? Where a onesie, you know, without legs that's, that snaps under the crotch? That's, 
Oh yeah, I mean, I guess maybe maybe, maybe we're he's talking about like jammies, a, yeah, like a yeah. jammy or a union suit. Okay, well, that's what we're thinking. This person had on, but that's yeah. I guess I'd call that a onesie with like the feet and the bottom that drops out. Right? What is that? <laughs> that's a union suit. Okay. Well, no, you're talking about footy pajamas if it has feet. Okay. The usually with the bottom that comes off, you're talking about a union suit. Okay, but that's if it a has type of feet, underpants. But the feet is where that's that's where we get into jammy territory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess I see those in Sky Mall, and it has these, like, you know, just goofuses and, like, goofing right. around. There is an adult baby section yeah. in Sky Mall now. Uh-huh. Dides. And giant babas. Cribs. <laughs> um, giant cribs. Yeah. Um, giant babas. There's, like... There's like weirdos out there who like sleeping in cribs and being treated like babies and stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. called adult that's a, babies. That's a thing that sure. exists. You know, sometimes they babies. also like to train attack dogs. Do you approve or disapprove? Do you think? Is, do you find this? I'm in, I'm inclined to disapprove of about 95 percent of all human activity. <laughs> sure. Do you find it more or less repellent than military vehicle filled with? I, I find it less repellent. Okay. I find it. You less. would rather you would rather hang out with an adult baby than someone who created. I like the dildos better. <laughs> You're more, you're more yeah. in terms of approval? Yeah, I approve of the dildos because I like how it unfolds like a flower and I like how it reminds me of that famous giant stink flower. Here's what I, here's, here's what I do like to And do. Universal Soldier, of course. What if mm-hmm. Universal Soldier was a little sexier? Sure. The Timothy Hutton version. <laughs> the Timothy Hutton Universal right. Soldier, yes. I like to imagine that the guy in the onesie... <laughs> the Eric Roberts Universal <laughs> Soldier. Sorry, I just thought of a good one. I, Go I, ahead. I like to think about the man in the onesie makes a, a really great living. Yeah, I like to think that he makes a great living, and he lives. And that's why he can make his own choices, and he can just go out there in the onesie. I like to think he's doing well for himself. Is there a mama prostitute? I bet there is. Are you talking about my my family, or what were you? What were you saying? A mummy. Well, I know that your mother is a prostitute. I, I, I'm <laughs> I wouldn't have brought that up. up. I'm the, chi- I'm the child up. of a male and a female prostitute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. That's a really sweet that they found each other. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that could be a Gerard Butler, Catherine Heigl movie. <laughs> I'd love to watch that movie. Yeah. You, know, you know where I bet they found each other? Hmm. Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Saved RSS. <laughs> yeah. Lonely Gigolo. MP4FP. <laughs> okay, ha- let's take. You a- have sex for money. I have sex for money. <laughs> Coffee. Let's take the next call. Four twenty friendly. Four twenty. Four twenty friendly. Hey George, here's a go. This is EP3 Acosta on the USS Iwo Jima. I have a momentous occasion. Just got off of a nine month deployment and I met my seven month old baby for the first time. Okay. Uh, thanks for doing your podcast and helping the deployment go quicker. I have a question. Please. Seth. Why was that man lying? <laughs> why would that why would that not lying. Why, why would that man uh make up such a beautiful story he's because military. he's some demented man who's lying to everyone? No, he's one of our he's military a liar. He's probably a hero. That's that that story is not he's real. He's one of our naval seamen. He just got off. He said, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna lie to some people right now, and he called and he, he made up this story. It seems that's what that's that's what it was. That was Ensign Peacoat from the USS Iwo Jima. He's not lying. Yeah. He's a hero. He said the name of the ship. He just, you can't just go around making old. up names of ships. You know you, what? Do you I th- think this guy just joined the military. 
to get out of the dealing with the first seven months of a baby, which are a real fucking <laughs> yeah. asshole. That's when you want to slide in. No, I'm joking. This, uh, that's a what a beautiful story. It's a, yeah. it, it is a beautiful story. I wonder if he was like, uh, should I make the baby eight months old or seven months old when I call in and lie? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. this guy is defending uh, our freedom. When I call in to make these guys gut wrench them and give them this beautiful story, no. how am I going to lie? No. That's what he's like. What does he lie. stand to gain? What does he stand to gain? Oh, he's just trying. He's just trying to. He's, he's a liar. doing this for prestige. He's yeah. He's a lying Granted, man. Granted, this is a very prestigious program, but and I don't when think... people call, we do send them a Blu-ray copy of The Prestige, directed by Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I know who it's directed by. All right, all right. <laughs> so maybe some people don't. Is that the one with David Bowie? Yes, David yeah. Bowie is. It plays Tesla in it. Well, then that's settled. Next call. <laughs> Hi, Jordan, Jessica. This is Tony in Seattle. I'm just calling with a momentous occasion. After two years worth of work, a month in Africa, and three trips to court, uh, we have finally uh, finalized the adoption of our son, Theo. Uh, So every day is Father's Day, more more powerful than ever. Thanks. You know what, Seth? Now my bullshit meter's going off because <laughs> right. I believed the last guy, Look, but now I'm starting to smell Look. a little bit Look. of the old. You guys got a bunch of liars listening to you. No. <laughs> These are good, decent people. Uh, no, I don't. You know. These are people of questionable morality. <laughs> These are solid citizens. God. And yeah, the prestige is a little bit hard to find on Blu-ray. And it, no, you, Jordan, it could but, be but, that but, they're just looking Jordan, for them. But easier to find than The Illusionist, and sure. very well. And it should be, because <laughs> sure. it's a better film. Now, I, you know, I know these guys aren't, aren't lying. They're lying through their teeth. Oh, boy. No, they're not lying through their teeth. They're Congratu- telling the truth through their telephone handsets, because they've done wonderful things. Congra- Congratulations, buddy. <laughs> Seth. <laughs> No, <laughs> Seth. What? What? This is a real man who's done a beautiful thing. <sighs> All right, congratulations. You're crossing your fingers. Congra- congratulations. You cross fingers on the other hand. Now you're double crossing <laughs> oh, fingers. Okay, I'll do it again. Congratulations. You're on the impressive your, thing you did. You crossed your toes. You shouldn't wear <laughs> flip flops if you want to secretly cross your toes so that you can sarcastically. Just let's just take another call. Hi, I, I live in Syria. I just overthrew yeah, the government. One more call. <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jessica. My name is Caitlin, and I am just calling with a momentous occasion because I just walked out of my last final on my last day of college. And I know that happens every day for a lot of people. Not every day, but it happens a lot for a lot of people. But, um... I am the youngest of eight kids and the first one ever to graduate from college. And I graduated with honors. And I can't even describe how awesome it is. Oh, and I'm getting fat soon this later this, this, this week. So that's awesome, too. Thank you for talking about them. So I hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Now this lady. Yeah, I mean. The other ones you can make a case for, but this is just a the other one seems sincere. faced. This woman, you could hear her making the jack off motion with her hand while she was talking. Basically, <laughs> I'm pulling the wool over old. 
I bet you if 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 she, if she were here right now and I asked who what's the name of your your seven siblings, she'd be like uh, Erica, Donna, and she'd it'd fall apart. Erica, yeah. Donna, Donna, Tella, Versace, John, Paul, George, Ringo, and Mick. Kid's name. All right, you all right, said kid's I, name. I, I do want to go on the record and say that Please. for all the people who called, if you weren't lying, congratulations, though I know you were. That's what I want to say on the record. <laughs> and this is the podcast of record. Congratulations on graduating from college and yeah. taking the last final. See, Would you no, say isn't that, that isn't that nice? Isn't that nicer to be nice, Seth? Doesn't that feel good? Congratulations on overthrowing the Syrian army. Now put on your shoes. It's time for dinner. We're gonna meet Grandma and Grandpa at the Prime Rib Place. Congratulations on the sun. Thank you. You can't just eat seasoned salt. Again. I, is there no, There isn't another caller, right? There is only going to be four. No, there's four callers. I really like this segment a lot. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to call people on their bullshit. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Seth Reese, soaking it in. In L.A. L.A., baby. Stretch, we're not ready. L.A., baby. L.A., baby. L.A., baby. L.A., baby. Something new, something new. L.A., baby. L.A., baby. Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. And we're playing sausages in Los Angeles. That was Different Trains by Steve Reich, composed of tape loops in the late 1960s, early 1970s. God, this is the best day of my life. Seth, it's really, yeah. it's really been fun to have you it's been, on the program. It's been great to be here. Um, I'm pretty confident that folks out there yeah. will pick up a copy of The Onion Book of Known Knowledge. They'll watch the television program that you're writing for that's hosted by a friend of ours who's been on this show. Yeah. It's not a new show. It's a mm. continuing, continuing show. But we won't show. say what the show is. Don't. Um, and, uh, of course, they're going to continue to read The Onion and support what I think is kind of a no-brainer, which is getting The Onion a Pulitzer. Well, I, if, 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 if any of your listeners are, are familiar, about a year and a half ago, we – well, we had another or – a nonprofit organization campaign for a Pulitzer for The Onion on our behalf. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, uh, Amer- it was a FAJP, Americans for Fairness and Awarding Journalism Prizes. <laughs> and they just took up the cause on their own. We had nothing to do with it. Right, sure. Um, and it turned out the head of the – the head of the, the president of a FAJP swindled us out of millions and millions of really? dollars. He skipped the country, yeah. Uh, but I, speaking seriously, if certain people can get Pulitzers, we should be able to get a Pulitzer, right? If you, yeah. No, if, if a cartoonist, if, speaking seriously, if a cartoonist can get a Pulitzer Prize, which is political cartoonists is, is commentary, yeah. I do think it would, it wouldn't be crazy Dave, or insane. Dave Barry's end. got one. Dave, Dave, I will. Dave Barry. Dave Barry's a funny man. Very funny a man. Very friendly man. Dolph, Dolph, Lund, Dolph Lundgren has one. Very friendly and funny. He was. Um, I don't think he does. He doesn't. He's in Mensa or something, though, right? 
Dave Barry? Dolph Lundgren. Isn't Dol- he in Mensa? Oh, he's been in he was he's been in Mensa since he was eight years old. Lou Gossett Jr. I think I'm thinking of of uh, Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah. founded Mensa. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, then he's fucking he's got to let Lundgren in. They're peas yeah. in a pod. We, Even if have... Lundgren scored like a couple points below whatever if the cutoff Lundgren is, if Lundgren wins the showdown, he's in. <laughs> right. We were at the Miami Book Fair uh, presenting the Onion Book of No Knowledge with uh, Dave Dave Barry. He wasn't there for that book, but he was just we were just on a panel with him. Sure. And we got in there, and the crowd is noticeably older, but the room is packed. Everyone's there to see Dave Barry. And I got to say, he knocks it out of the park. He was hilarious. He was really good. Can I say, I've met Dave Barry on a couple of occasions. Yeah. A, a, good, a good friend of mine, sadly now passed on, was the founder of Dave Barry's band. And, and they asked, somebody asked about the band, and he, so go on, yeah. I'm sorry. So she, she was good friends, and she, she was uh, married to his brother, Sam. So I have actually spent, uh, on a few occasions, I have spent 40 minutes with right. Dave Barry. <clears throat> he is just as, as pleasant and funny a man as you could ever hope to meet. And the fact that he was able to generate that much, admittedly, dad comedy, but excellent dad comedy, on a daily basis, right. and you know what's interesting though, what what because I I've read D- Dave Barry, but I haven't read extensively. He did he basically did twenty minutes of stand up because he didn't really have a book to promote, and some of it wasn't that it didn't feel like that. It was just like really kind of dark and weird stuff that he was coming up with off the top of his head, and it was really really funny, and I. When it, when he was doing that, I was I got the sense I should read more Dave Barry because hmm. I'm, sh- I'm sure his I'm sure there in his essays that there's more of this than we imagine there to be. We think Dave Barry, we think oh the guy who is making fun of old women driving. You but I bet what? if you read more of it, it's not all that. You know, you're I, wrong. You're thinking of Irma Bombeck. I am. Irma Bombeck is the one with the dark side. That's what I. I yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Dave Barry was cool. But you know nice. what? You know what though. End of the day, you're right. You don't deserve a Pulitzer. You're right. Yeah. But it has so been great to have you on this program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been fun to, to be here. Hey, uh, I am going to be at SF Sketchfest. So are you. Uh, oh, different, uh, different. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I will definitely. We'll, we're going to do. I will keep people updated as to okay. whether or not I will be at SF Sketchfest. Excellent. I, uh, I will be bringing both Judge John Hodgman and Bullseye to the San Francisco Sketchfest. Um, two important points to note. Uh, one, Judge John Hodgman, this is a Saturday night show. This is a no-brainer. Yeah. If you have a case, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJ Ho, if I remember correctly. It might be MaximumFun.org slash Hodgman. Um, and you can submit your case there. Uh, we would love some mm-hmm. great San Francisco cases for <clears throat> Judge John Hodgman. Um, obviously, both people have to be present. And the, a good Judge John Hodgman case is one that is not fake. <laughs> Yeah. Like not a generated thing that you – but something that you and the other party actually care about. It can be small or big, but it should be real. Sounds awesome. And uh, I'll, I'm going to be doing Bullseye in San Francisco at the Punchline Comedy go. Club. Uh, by the way, it's not clear from the Punchline's website, but no two-drink minimum. It's like a 4 o'clock in the afternoon show or 2 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> you're not, show. You're not making people get drunk at 4. Yeah, no. No, we're not. But it should be a really amazing show. We have not, uh, we have not announced the guests yet, but we're going to have some really great guests on this San Francisco show. Uh, Huey Lewis. 
No, I don't. We haven't booked Huey Lewis. But we are trying to book Huey Lewis. <laughs> you should try. <laughs> if you're That's, wondering, are we great. trying to book Huey Lewis? Yes. yes. Great. We are The wheels are in Lewis. motion. Yes. Hey, uh, can I can I uh, encourage the listeners to watch something on the internet? Is that okay? Oh, can I encourage the listeners to watch something on well, the internet before me, you start? Please. Okay. My friend Jordan Morris is a very talented comic writer. Okay? He's... Mm-hmm. He writes things for television. He writes things for the internet. He writes things all over the place. He recently wrote a pilot. And rather than simply submit his spec script, his pilot is for an original idea, a great original idea. Rather than simply submit it to networks and such as, as a script, he, made it. he actually recorded it. It's, it's a sort of a hybrid between a, a hybrid between an animatic and a staged reading. So he got together a great cast uh, they shot a beautiful video of it and then added awesome uh, graphics to it. Um, and it's it's called Freelance Beatdown. If you type Freelance Beatdown into the internet, you will find it. It's on YouTube right now. Yeah, I'll give my YouTube URL, youtube.com slash Jordan Morris. And I watched, this, uh, I watched this on my lunch hour on Friday. Uh, and I laughed my ass off. It is, it is, uh, it is wonderfully, wonderfully drawn characters. Both literally drawn, <laughs> yes, but yeah, also yeah. drawn by the script. It's super funny. Um, it's the premise of this thing is that it is a uh, guy who went to a special super spy high school, learned to be a super spy, but was kind of a slacker and ended up dropping out despite being very good at it, and has been living the life of a slacker dude for the twelve years after that until he reaches his early thirties. <clears throat> And then because the the spy organization that he trained with has had budget cutbacks, they're hiring freelancers to do jobs. <laughs> they go back to him to do the occasional job <laughs> while he wonders, like, is my band ever going to be successful and why don't I have any actual furniture? That's great. It's there a wonderful thing. You. It's called Freelance Beatdown. I was just going to encourage people to watch a video online. Apparently, a monkey got out of that Kia. <laughs> <laughs> and it was wearing a fur coat. It's very funny. Uh, but, but yeah, I think you should probably also watch Freelance Beatdown, too. Thank you for that doing that description for me. And I've really been enjoying your show, Game Shop, too. Oh, thanks. Yeah, there you go. Something else you can watch. That's at YouTube.com slash start. So just do those things. You'll enjoy Colton them. Colton Dunn involved in both. Yeah, Colton Dunn does a great job in both. Colton Gets a lot Dunn. of laughs in both. Sure. Some chick from Heroes is in Game Shop. She is. From what I understand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, look, that's all we have to say about that. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and like us, review us in iTunes. Brian Fernandez is on the board. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Make sure and buy this Onion book. It's really great, really hilarious. Thanks, Jess. It is a magnum opus. <clears throat> we- and above all else... Just type Pangea three thousand spelling B into YouTube and, and see and watch, young, them and, do and, watch a, and watch a young Jesse Thorne. Maybe we're all young, younger there. Yeah, I'm probably that wearing that creamsicle suit in the video. You look great. Thank you. I remember it for the rest of my life. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go.